Hey, DC, right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yup, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better? It applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. At the VisionWorks friends and family event, you can save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Why? Because we like you, DC. A lot. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. Today, we take on one of the shortest, yet intense questions ever asked by one of our listeners. So I'll just go ahead and read it for you. Is there a walking away point in marriage? I don't know. Is there? We'll answer this question next on Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, Michael Smalley, along with a co-host. Seth Johnson. (laughs) A co-host. Just... One of many could be anybody out there. <laughs> really, the position's kind of open. Ah. So if you've got a face for radio, we could use yeah. it here at Smalley Marriage Radio. I have a face for radio. <laughs> right this is why, brother. This is what we do. <laughs> so that's a pretty intense. I mean, that's all. That's that's yeah. the extent of the words submitted, and no context on their end. Nothing. That's yeah. So there you have it. Yes and no. Is there a walking away point in marriage? And well, should we give it just equally short answers, just to like and wrap up the show? <laughs> yes and, and no. no. All right, thanks for okay. listening, to Small Marriage Radio. You can get our uh, reignite your marriage. No, so all right. What do you think leads someone to submitting this question? Lots of distress in their own marriage. Yeah, desperation. Yeah. Hurt, disappointment, avoidance, escalation, dishonoring, and negative believing. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, we, so we're not taking this lightly. And I know sometimes Seth and I's humor style, well, just our style, <laughs> can come across maybe dismissive. I don't know if you ever saw that person's email that came across the wire. I can't remember how it was submitted and whether or not you would have seen it because I forgot to forward it to you. But I didn't know if you got it already. I don't know what you're talking wow. about yet. Yeah, this guy lambasted us on the that series we did on the Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. Mm-hmm. He thought somehow we were making light of some huge, intense situation. Oh. Like, Dude, have you not listened to this show? No, it's I have kind of what we do. <laughs> I haven't gotten oh, that. Oh man, he ripped us a new one. I'll have to read it afterwards. I know. Look, guys, we deal with everything with comedy. Yeah. Like it it like in one of my darkest hours, uh Michael and I are sitting there making horrific Horrible. jokes. Horribly inappropriate. Yes. I have a new sermon that I started 
giving in the summer of 2017 mm-hmm. on my my own father's death. Yeah, and it's funny. And it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it, folks. We yeah. are what we are. <laughs> yeah, we're not belittling. No, we're not trying to. No, I mean that would never be our heart. Uh-uh. Well, <laughs> no. I really wanted to make a joke, <laughs> but then I thought maybe I'm going too far. Right. So, is there a walking away point in marriage? Well, obviously, I mean, one of the answers is yes, right? And mm-hmm. we've shared this before that uh, domestic violence, yep, for example, is totally unacceptable. That can be both, you know, either or both emotional abuse or physical abuse. <clears throat> And it is not okay. Period. End of story. You don't just hang in there hoping that they're going to change right. when there's abuse, especially when you have children, and it's it's unsafe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's it's grotesque. Um, people can get healing from it. So yeah. if you know, so I'm not condemning anyone who has ever been violent, or you know, obviously not condemning someone who's experienced domestic violence. So. You can get better from that, right? But if it's happening, they're out. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. And you know, I guess one of the things I like to share with people in those situations. So obviously, I've been doing this a long time, so it wouldn't be my first rodeo in dealing with domestic violence. And I tend to prefer starting not with divorce, right? Because mm-hmm. divorce is expensive, right? So typically, that's going to wipe you out financially, almost no matter how much money you have. Yeah, it leaves you in a lurch. Yeah. And and so and 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 I guess for me, for the immediate first reaction to be divorced, there's there nobody's given anybody a chance to heal or reconcile. And yeah. I just would prefer that there be a chance. So for me, how I've handled this with couples is I will recommend a planned separation. Right. So I will outline, you know, so obviously immediately the 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 perpetrating spouse, the violent spouse has to get out of the house. Right. That's makes, non-negotiable. Makes sense. Right. And then when as they get out, I'll tend to, and it obviously it will vary depending on what's going on, but traditionally it will start with professional evaluation mm-hmm. and assessment from a licensed psychologist. For uh, only one of the parties or both parties? Uh, for sure for the offending party. Right. The offendor, uh, no. I don't necessarily need that to happen. You mean the offended? The offended, yeah. Did I say offender twice? Feels pretty, like I did. Pretty much. Sorry. So, yes, I'm sorry. So the victim, I don't necessarily recommend that for them. But sometimes there's these special scenarios with certain personality disorders that it's just easier for me to go, hey, I need you both to commit to this. Yeah. Well, my my thinking was that for for the victim, having that professional help is going to be like a good... I see what you're saying. ...walking through. So my first thing when I said professional is to... So let me make sure I highlight this. Is a licensed person that does assessments. So personality okay. assessments, okay, okay, those yeah. tend to be different people. You know, like usually there's folks that are licensed, but all they do are assessments every day for other more clinically minded psychologists right. and therapists. 
So be and, and the reason with, with with why I recommend getting assessed to is I mean we need to know if this why is this domestic violence happening? Is it happening because of childhood, mm-hmm. which obviously is possible? Is it because of a personality disorder? Is there mm-hmm. some sort of psychological disorder that's in play? And psychological assessment can help identify that stuff because you need to get an effective treatment plan for that person. Right. And for me, I think the smartest thing is start off by just going, what's wrong? And, mm-hmm. and go through a battery of assessments with someone who's licensed to do so. So not like online junk or right. yeah, some yeah. non-licensed lathe counselor who's trying to tell you what you are and di- yeah right we we've gone on and on about yeah. and i love diagnosing that sounds, ourselves yes and it sounds like i don't like lay counsel- i actually love lay counselors but there are from time to time lay people that go way outside of what they should mm-hmm. those i don't like very much so i have them go through an assessment and then yes they need to find a clinical therapist but oftentimes what happens is you can sort of find the right person after you understand what you're dealing with. So that's why the assessment oh, yeah. is so helpful to do at the beginning. And so after the assessment, they need to get connected with the right person. And the and then the, what they'll get is a treatment plan. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, let, I don't write up treatment plans. <laughs> and yeah. so... Once they get that treatment plan from a professional, now they... the 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 person who, who who was committing, why are we struggling with what to call that person? <laughs> the offender. The offender. And the victim. Yes. Okay. We we'll go that. with offender and a victim. And the victim. Okay. So the offender, now hopefully you have a healthy treatment plan mm-hmm. so that you can get better. That's what I want. Right. Yeah. I want you to get better. I mean, you have obviously made a very poor choice and terrible coping with whatever's going on in your life. That That doesn't define you. That this doesn't have to be the final chapter in your, you know, book of life. So, you know, people get caught up on that when they do really bad things. Violence or affairs or, you know, whatever. Murder. <laughs> um, and, you know, they just sort of, yeah, they, they kind of get pigeonholed into I am this terrible human being and I deserve death. And what I'm here to say is, you know, and I've, I've actually had to use this several times. Uh, in the, in the sort of recent past with people who, you know, one person had been in an ongoing affair for years mm-hmm. and another person got caught, you know, doing something bad. And I told both of them, you know, to be totally clear, if you have any thoughts other than Jesus fully loves you and forgives you, it's a lie because he knew what you were going to do. He yeah. knew this was going to happen, and he still got up on that cross and died for you and this thing right here. Yeah. He still loves you. You are still covered by that blood. You have obviously made dumb choices, but he still loves you. Hmm. Now, you know what I told one of them? I was hmm. kind of proud of this line. <laughs> what? It was pretty bad. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so I, I tell the person this, right? Which Now they're sobbing, mm-hmm. and which is so precious because... It just breaks my heart. There's so much condemnation when you do make really dumb choices. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody is. Everyone's judging you. You're judging yourself. Mm-hmm. Satan is getting in there, throwing thoughts your way of condemnation. And so to hear that, hey, Jesus knew this. Hey, he knew it. He was aware of this and still mm-hmm. died for you, man. That grace, that forgiveness still counts. It's not a fake. It's not a lie. 
However, you need to turn towards him. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said I go. But however, you need to be running towards him because if you feel, if you're feeling like a piece of poop, that's probably the correct feeling. <laughs> this person goes, "Hey, wait, what?" He was like so <laughs> uplifted, and then I go, "And if you feel like a piece of poop, you're right. You kind of are. You know, it's like yes, you made a mistake. It was stupid. Now let's move on." Yeah. So it's okay to feel bad. Right. But sometimes people don't want to, I don't want, you know, I, what's the difference? Is it the difference between guilt and ownership? Shame? Yeah, I like what's the right feeling? The what? right feeling is to go, I own it. This stinks, but. But you don't live in it. You yeah. Don't, you don't let it define It doesn't you. define me. Yeah. And I think when you start going towards guilt and shame and condemnation, that that's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. So, so anyways, I like to start with that separation plan. They're getting assessed, professional help. They're getting their treatment plan. They, I also always recommend discipleship for everybody. Because yeah. very few people do that. Right. They now, just, do you, is this something that you find if you're, say, you're, you're with a couple that um, maybe they are outside of the church, do they find this unusual or, like, shocking? Like, what do you mean? Well, because of our organization slash ministry, we don't get a lot of people through our doors that are not on some level familiar with familiar the, with the Christian talk, Christianese. Mm-hmm. Now there's times where they come in and, uh, and in those, I'll need to be more descriptive. You're like, now Jesus was yeah, a man. you need Jesus. <laughs> well, I did. I had a young client who, when I said the Old Testament, he goes, what's that? I went, what's what? The old, the what? The Old Testament? I went, yeah, the Old Testament. And the Bible? It's the earlier version of the new one. It's fine. Wait, that's one of the books of the Bible? I go, no. It's, wow, all right. Now I know where I'm, st- <laughs> yeah. I know where I'm starting, which is awesome, because mm-hmm. I love to meet people like that, and introduce them to a Savior who's amazing. And so... I like the idea. When I'm saying discipleship in this context, I'm, I mean, maybe I'd need to be saying a mentor who will disciple you. Okay. So you need someone older and wiser than yourself mm-hmm. that you commit to meet with weekly. And you commit to receiving their influence, to doing what they ask you to do. Yeah. And usually the best place to connect with that would be through a church. Okay. So... Yeah, that's that's an but that's an I'm telling you, not even Christians really, people who are churchgoers ever really think about that. They right. just don't. They're like either it's I don't know, it's something other people do, or it's too much of a hassle, or I don't wanna what would I you know, what would this person say to me and what does it even mean? It's like, well, get over it. Because yeah. now you're dealing with some pretty intense stuff. Sometimes I feel that uh with adult believers in in the church almost that they almost feel like it's a sign of i don't know weakness isn't quite the word yeah of like the word that popped into my head yeah of of looking for discipleship which is the complete opposite it's a complete show of strength yeah and intelligence and maturity (laughs) and obedience yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and jesus told us to do it people come on so, 
is there a walking away point in marriage? There could be because the reason I like the, the separation plan is there are now steps, concrete steps, that if done could actually lead to this person experiencing radical change. Mm-hmm. And restoration. And then marriage. reconciliation with their marriage. So the other good part of this thing, though, is if they don't do these things on this plan, what does that tell you? Yeah, then... They're not serious, mm-hmm. and they're not changing. And it's still not a safe place for you. They're totally not. And so in those cases, and that happens more often than not, mm-hmm. then, yeah, divorce is inevitable, and yeah. that's okay. And this plan can give a pretty, like, quantifiable thing of, like, check marks to see. Instead of just vague, hey, I've gotten better, trust me. Yeah. It's, hey, exactly. I'm working on it. Here are the things. I can check this. I can check that. And what's one of the things that abusers like to say all the time? I swear I'll never do this again. I mm-hmm. swear I'm different now. Okay, show me how you're different. What are you doing? And yep. that's why I love having this in writing. Okay, so you're telling me you're different. Have you gone through the assessment? Well, no, because I, you know, it's too expensive. Mm, that's interesting. Because divorce is going to be a heck of a lot more. <laughs> right. You know, have you gotten a therapist? Have you found a mentor? Have you? And no, no, no. Well, there you go. Yeah. Proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. What's another good colloquialism? That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> proof proof is in the pudding. I know. I said that one. I'm like, there's so many. Man, that's all I can think of. <laughs> so, and, and so you get individual help first. And then once you kind of, and, and usually what I'll tell the victim is when your spouse, if your spouse graduates from their treatment plan, mm-hmm. then you'll be ready for marriage stuff. Uh, so you're still then yeah. moving forth counseling, but together instead yes. of individual. Yeah. and But you don't want to do the marriage stuff until the individual stuff's right. figured out. Yeah. Which, by the way, the victim, you also need. And, and, and so a part of their plan will be finding yeah. a counselor, but also, also a mentor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both can benefit tremendously during this time. Now, notice on the, is there a walking away point in marriage? I said, yes, there is, and then described domestic violence at a risk of being irresponsible, which I'm pretty comfortable with. (laughs) (laughs) That's about the only scenario in which I think Divorce is a viable option. Yeah. Doesn't mean it has to happen. Right. But it is certainly a healthy, viable option because of safety. And mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different types of domestic violence. So that's covering kind of a lot of stuff. Uh, but that's it. Notice what's not on there. Affairs. Yeah. yeah. I didn't say yes, domestic violence or an affair. I, I I just I want I want to use this platform. We're getting lots of downloads a month now. Like 10, 12. Great. Like closer to, you know, 30,000 in a month. So that's a lot of people. Yeah. And I want to I just want to start shouting from the mountaintops. Let's I want to destroy this narrative of affairs. Mm-hmm. That the one thing you I just totally in my Full animated self whacked Seth's beautiful space gray uh, Apple PowerBook. So I apologize. 
But I was, you know. UK, baby. I was feeling it. (laughs) So I want to change this narrative that the one thing you can do that I am biblically allowed to divorce over is an affair. No. No, 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 no. I think John Piper has some really good thoughts on this theologically. I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I've listened to a lot of his, and my guess is he's probably going to be on the same page as me, but could be wrong, so I will irresponsibly also (laughs) say the Vox VOX podcast just recently dealt with that. And I just, this narrative needs to change because, dude, a lot of couples are going to go through the impact of an affair. Mm -hmm. This is not a rare occurrence. What's the... uh this is just a guess statistic. The numbers are all over the place, but I mean, some estimates are in the upper 60% of marriages. Really? Yeah. So it's not rare. I, yeah. I, I'm comfortable saying it's not rare. Yeah. This is not something that a few people, it's, it's something that a lot of people are going to deal with. And I'm tired of this narrative that if you have an affair, it's over, it's unreconcilable. I can, we can never overcome. It's ridiculous. It, it No, it's not. It is not that. It doesn't mean that. And in fact, obviously, the affair is just a symptom of the problem to begin with. Mm-hmm. So if you solve the problem, obviously, the affair is going to disappear. And the coping of, of, of you know having an affair because of what's really broken, which we know is the conflict dance and buttons are being pushed and reacting. We are reacting badly. So you can recover. And I mean... The, I don't know. I get really worked up over this one because Christ says, I will, you know, biblically, God has encouraged us and said, I'm going to use the chunk that happens to you. I will use it to benefit you and benefit others. Mm -hmm. So do we believe this or not? Now, obviously, I don't want to go out and have an affair so I can have a stronger marriage. (laughs) Right. Seriously, you have a serious mental disorder. However... I also know that the traumatic things that happen to us are only going to make us better. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, your marriage can actually be stronger and better than ever, even after an affair. Yeah. If you run to him and you do the work to reconcile. Right. So for the majority of you, to answer this listener's question, is there a walking away point in marriage? No. Flat out, <laughs> no. So stop it. The problem is the conflict that you could listen to. You could probably just go to the smallinstitute.com and put in the old search bar conflict dance. And there's going to be lots of episodes mm-hmm. that pop up for your listening pleasure. Actually, there's a free course. A free course in the conflict dance? Mm-hmm. It's called The Number One Reason Relationships Fail. And is there a video of you and Amy dancing? No. I hope on everything holy, that there's no video out there of me dancing. I'm going to do my best to find that video and put it on your website. Please, Lord, no. I know that there's a video on a friend's phone from an evening in New York City where, as you know, I enjoy food. Mm -hmm. Too much. (laughs) So I'm trying to get healthier with that. But, I mean, dude, Little Italy in New York City. Is it too much to say heaven on earth? Yes, because then there's so. Italy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. 
but I know that this friend has a video, and my hands get sweaty thinking about it. Because I was so enamored. I had just had one of the best Italian meals I've ever had in New York. And I'm in New York a lot. Mm-hmm. In Little Italy at this amazing little kind of hole-in-the-wall Italian place. We're sitting outside. The weather was cool. And a dude with a, uh, what's that instrument? that me Accordion? Yes. A dude with an accordion shows up at the table. Mm-hmm. Totally unexpected. Yeah. And I sang. I sang my little heart off. Oh, like singing with him? No, just with him playing. He let me. I made the words up. <laughs> kind of just went with the. <laughs> went, I went with the the musical. Uh, what would I say? Motif. The, yes, and came up with some pretty awesome words. Mm-hmm. And my, I unbeknownst to me, my friends were filming. <laughs> But then I started to notice other people on the street were filming. Just walking by, stopped. Like, they did. Hey, look at that guy. They did. One person was like, man, you're really good. I'm like, oh, buddy. The dude that was know. busking is probably mad because now people are walking by tipping you instead of him. <laughs> so I know that video is out there. But the majority of divorces are preventable, right? It's that problem of the conflict dance. You can sign up for the number one reason relationships fail. Just go to smalleyinstitute.com. It's totally free. And it's a genuine online course that will teach you everything you need to know about the conflict dance. Because that's why relationships fail. Mm-hmm. And the conflict dance is totally solvable, right? We, I kind of mentioned it earlier. The problem is our poor reactions. Right. Which we, there's only like four ways. The avoiding, the escalating, the dishonoring, and the negative beliefs. Yeah. I know. I want you to read what is in the notes. The negative What? Beliefing. Yeah, that's a new verb. <laughs> so when you're avoiding, escalating, dishonoring, and negative beliefing. Yes. <laughs> and I noticed I in the it. notes it has that red squiggly underline right. thing. So Google, all of Google's knowledge recognizes that that's not a word. Uh-huh, but I'm sticking to it. So that's the problem is your poor reactions to your buttons getting pushed. And so... I guess maybe my question back to this list, uh, to the listener who submitted the question, is there a walking away point in marriage? Well, what would happen if you put the time and resources into building a better relationship? Mm-hmm. Are you going to have a desire to walk away? Probably not. And why? Right. You're going to be happier, be more satisfied, and there's going to be less chance of vo- uh, divorce. Wait a minute. Yes. I'm confused. I know. You're telling me. Mm-hmm. That if someone puts the time, yep. the resources, yep. the energy uh-huh. into learning how to love each other better and build a better yep. relationship, yeah, that actually results in their relationship, yeah, being happier and healthier. Guys, it works. Are you insane? I, I, <laughs> that sounds totally counterintuitive. <laughs> there is no way that if I put the time and energy and resources into something that I might actually improve. I know it's it's crazy talk. Because I thought that if I stick my head in a hole or the sand, what is that phrase? Stick my head in the sand? Hole didn't feel right. Sand, I think. But I don't even think ostriches actually do that. No, but humans do. (laughs) Figuratively. (laughs) Figuratively. So you're saying if I stick my head in the sand, do nothing, and hope it just gets better on its own, that that might not be the formula for success? You know, I'm, I'm not even saying that might not be. That's not. You know what? And obviously, this is self-serving. Clearly. So I can acknowledge that. But it's a good self-servicing. Okay? So, 
Why is it, Seth, if that's your real name, mm-hmm. why is it that if you asked anybody in the world what does it take to be, I don't know, a successful athlete or professional athlete? Say maybe gonna, a musician. What are they gonna, <laughs> or a musician. What are they going to say? Oh, lots of practice. Yeah, you got to put the time and the energy in. And the resources. Mm-hmm. And yet... In our for our relationships, nobody thinks that way, right? It should happen naturally if it's meant to be. No, Ugh. people, it's ridiculous. Stop watching the movies; they're lies. Yeah, ex- yes, <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. It doesn't just miraculously work out well. You got to put the time, energy, and resources. That is obviously going to have to be a online course or something. We'll Time, energy, resources. Yeah. Let's make marriage great again. Tur. <laughs> Time, energy, resources. So seriously, people, when you put the time, energy, and resources, you are happier. You are more satisfied. And yes, you have a less chance of divorce. So marriage is like everything else in life takes knowledge and skills, mm-hmm. which God bless my father who passed in 2016. I cannot begin to tell you how many times I heard that growing up. Michael, yeah. <laughs> I can actually hear your dad. Yes. <laughs> How he says your name. Yeah. Michael, <laughs> yeah. What does it take to succeed in life? Knowledge and skills. That's my boy. <laughs> I mean, over and over and over again, you need knowledge and skills. Knowledge yeah. and skills. Knowledge and skills. Knowledge and skills. Has that changed? No. And it's sad how few people do it. And then they're shocked by the circumstances of their life. What is funny is I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday that was talking about um, the need, the increased knowledge in the work. Uh, sorry, increased increased need in the workplace for ever increasing knowledge and skills because of how fast um, technology is moving, um, and so people are realizing even more like outside of relationships, how that's needed and how we need it. Like, okay, same thing in the relationships. It's just no different. Yeah. Keep on working. Put Keep- the energy into it, people. And so if you go to smalleyinstitute.com, mm-hmm. I risk this maybe being moved by, you know, when this thing airs, but the the free courses that we offer are legit. They're not pretend things. To They're not little you. fluff things. Yeah. To trick you into giving me your email address. They are complete courses that will teach you something that is of great value to your relationship. So head on over to smalleyinstitute.com. We have the number one reason relationships fail, total free course. We have the couples communication course. That's totally free. We have the Smalley Animal Personality course. That one is gigantic. So that gives you, you get to take the personality test. Mm -hmm. And then I have a video session from my father teaching on that. I mean, I have a lot of lot of stuff in that one as well. So put the time and energy and resources, folks. And while you're there, you can look around and just consider purchasing the entire online library of courses, which has a ton of stuff and a ton of video, the DNA of relationships, the hidden keys, the loving lasting relationships was my dad's infomercial, mm-hmm. the 20, 21 lessons in that one, all with video. 
Yeah, look, there's there's enough to keep you busy and working yeah. on those knowledge and skills for a long time. It really, it's everything you need for marriage, parenting, and even spiritual growth. So I highly encourage you to look into that. You can also download our Reignite Your Marriage app. You can find that on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that you can download a smart device app. You can jump on iTunes and uh, subscribe to our show, and that way... You are getting that show pushed to your device every week it comes out and uh, lets us know who out there is listening. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll free at 888-565-6462. I was shaking from a storm in me specters that we had to see yeah i wanted to be the melody above the noise above the hurt hi it's jamie progressive number one number two employee leave a message at the hey jamie it's me jamie this is your daily pep talk I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, D.C., right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yup, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better? It applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. At the VisionWorks friends and family event, you can save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Why? Because we like you, D.C., a lot. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details.